when you mention the deep state, they act like you're some sort of conspiracy theorist. Like, you, the deep state, you don't believe in that. They like they act like you're from Mars. You don't believe in that crazy conspiracy, do you? Well, now we know Jim Baker is the poster boy, FBI lawyer Jim Baker, who also worked for Twitter and censored the Hunter Biden laptop. He's the poster boy now for the deep state, as though we needed proof. He was literally the man behind the Russia hoax at the FBI. Then he cut some sort of deal with uh, John Durham so that he couldn't, you know, he fed all sorts of information, which led to nothing, and he could not get indicted. He's the same lawyer who said, who literally worked for Twitter, went from the FBI to Twitter, tells you everything you need to know, and he censored the Hunter Biden laptop. He was behind it now that Elon Musk has released the Twitter files, and he worked for the FBI. He was amazingly working for Twitter to help Biden after he worked for the FBI against Trump. And then before Elon Musk fired him, he was helping somehow Elon Musk vet which files were going to be released before that was discovered, which just doesn't make any sense to me at all, how he somehow slipped through the cracks and worked for Elon Musk for a few weeks there. But then they tell us there's no deep state. So that bombshell is coming up. Plus, another bombshell, a new book has been published saying that the COVID virus leaked from a lab. I know that doesn't sound shocking if you listen to this show, but this is actually written by, because we all know the truth, but this is written by literally a researcher for EcoHealth Alliance, so an extremely reliable source, a person who was involved in virus research at the COVID lab. And he says, not only did the COVID virus leak from a lab, he says America knew and they were negligent. They didn't know, you know, but they knew that it was likely. And Dr. Fauci covered it up. There's a shock. Um, plus Brittany Griner. Let's talk about Brittany Griner for him. A lot more coming up, by the way. The, 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 the basketball player who has been held in Russia in prison for months. She had like a seven year sentence or some, something like that, maybe longer for marijuana possession, which of course is ridiculous, but that's what the Russians do. It's not about marijuana possession. They just like to catch foreigners and especially Americans and uh, put them in jail and then use it as a bargaining chip. Well, it's egregious what has happened over here. I actually was in favor of Biden arranging some sort of release, cutting some kind of deal with Vladimir Putin, because this person did not deserve to be in jail just because she's an American, obviously, who happened to have marijuana possession at the Russian airport. What these people are thinking is beyond me, because just don't don't have it. Don't possess marijuana. Do not have any marijuana in your bag or in your pocket when you go through Moscow airport. But either way... This is absurd. This is insane. What, what, what Biden has given them, what, what, what we have given up here. I mean, literally, you have this basketball player, an athlete, being swapped for a vicious arms dealer. Well, who do you think got the better end of that deal, Biden or Putin? And then they say that Trump is the one who colludes with Russia. Biden has empowered Putin beyond all comprehension. Putin is the one, maybe may the wealthiest man in the world, maybe. May you know, even wealthier than Musk, thanks to all the oil deals that he's making, thanks to the price of oil being so high. Putin invaded Ukraine, thanks to Biden. And uh, and now this. And you're swapping an athlete. Look, I wanted her to be released. You know, give give the Russians something in return. But one of the most dangerous men on the planet, a notorious arms dealer, Victor Bout, he literally started wars. This man started wars in Africa and beyond. This man literally himself started wars. Uh, this, this is a really, really, really vicious, vile, evil human being. And the United States had him in prison and Biden exchanged him for an athlete. CNN says that the Pentagon is concerned that this man, Victor Bout, this notorious arms dealer who Biden has now just released into the hands of Putin, they're slightly concerned that this could actually be dangerous, that he could 
return to the illicit international arms trade. You think you think that that might be a possibility now that they gave him up? And what are you sending? What message are you sending Putin? How many more people is Putin going to arrest now coming through Russian airports? How how many more Americans is Putin going to arrest on trumped up charges or made up charges or possession of marijuana because he wants to get more things now. He wants to get more concessions out of Biden. He's going to hurry and try to do it while Biden is still in office. This is literally CNN. CNN is quoting a senior defense official, quote, I think there is a concern that he would return to doing the same kind of work that he's done in the past. Really, this notorious international arms dealer who sells these arms to these terrorist groups and all sorts of other dangerous, you know, these 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 uh, guerrilla fighters and everything else and literally starts wars single handedly. And now he's got Putin support. You think he may return? Really? You don't think he's just going to become a pharmacist? I mean, come on. I'm sure he's he'll just become, a you know, a, a, a cashier at the local Walmart. I mean, why would he return to making millions of dollars as an international arms dealer for Vladimir Putin. All right, so we're going to get to the Twitter files uh, at just a moment. Uh, I want to get to some other news of the day. And, of course, you can always send us an email. We try to read every email, try to respond. We we, you know, we mention a lot of them on the air. Uh, Josh at vinnews.com, J-O-S-H at V-I-N-news.com. A listener said, listen, criminals need to live somewhere. And that was in response to, you know, we told you how the uh, New York City, New York City Council is planning to pass a bill. That would forbid uh, landlords from doing a criminal background check on their potential tenant. So if so if you, you so a landlord in New York City and either five boroughs, if they want to, uh, and it, there are certain exceptions, single homes or whatever, but you know a typical apartment building or that kind of thing or complex. Uh, if a landlord wants to rent out his apartment, so obviously you do a criminal background check because you don't want to rent it out to a criminal. Well, that's going to become illegal. And Mayor Adams says. I'm going to sign the bill. I'm happy to sign this bill because criminals deserve to live somewhere, too. And obviously that's nuts. It's insane where you're not allowing a landlord to find out if the tenant he's bringing in, the the landlord himself doesn't want to rent it to a criminal very often. And certainly they don't want to endanger or harm their other tenants. Right. So a listener says, oh, come on. He has Adams has a point here. Come on. How can I be so heartless, basically? By the way, listener is very respectful. He's left me a lot of messages and, uh, you know, very, very courteous person and, and, and sincere, and I get it. But listener, so I don't mean anything criticism here at all. He didn't criticize me. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm using hyperbole. But the listener said these criminals have to live somewhere. So uh, it's not fair to allow the landlord to do a criminal background check and then say, all right, sorry, you're not allowed to live in my building. So I want to, ex- I want to respond. I want to explain the flaw. In that logic, okay, you don't have a right to live wherever you want, okay? Maybe a person, we could debate certain rights. A person has a right in America for freedom of speech. A person has a right uh, to have opportunity, right, prosperity. So it doesn't mean that government has to give you a million dollars, but you got to have a right to earn a million dollars. So like if we would arbitrarily say, all right, uh, people over age 60 have to retire. A person over 60, 65, whatever, you're not allowed to work anymore in the United States. That would be discrimination. That would be age discrimination because a person has a right to look for a job. It doesn't mean that you can force a company to hire people over 60. Let's say, you know, anybody over 60, I say, all right, listen, you have a right to a job. I can't force people. Now they can't discriminate based on age. That's a different discussion. 
But can I go to a store? The store is not hiring. And I say, listen, you've got to hire this man. He's over 60. He's unemployed. You have to hire somebody over 60. No, there's no such right. You don't have a right to have a job. You try to get a job. Hopefully you can find a job. If you cannot find a job, we'll give you welfare programs. We're not going to force anybody to give you a job. So that's a very important distinction. A right, I generally like to look at it as the lack of a negative where a person has the freedom. A person can say whatever they want. You you can't stop me from doing certain things. That's my That's my inalienable rights. But do I have a right to a car? Let's say somebody can't afford a car. Is the government going to go and say, well, you've got to give him a car for free if you're a car dealer? No, obviously not. Now, you have to sell him a car. If you're selling cars for sale, $20,000, and he has $20,000, you can't say, well, I don't want to because he's old or he's black or he's a woman or whatever, but or a man, whatever. But um, So a right doesn't mean that I can force a company to do something that they don't want to do. I can't force a landlord. You've got to take that tenant. If the landlord says, I'm not taking that tenant because they're black – that's discrimination. But if a landlord says, I'm not taking that tenant because they're a criminal, because they're dangerous, that is not discrimination. No discrimination against a criminal. Don't commit the crime. You know, if you don't want, you can't change the color of your skin. If you don't want the landlord to not rent you his apartment, I have news for you. Don't go to jail. Okay. There's a very simple way. So there's no such thing as, well, I have a right to live wherever I want to live. That's, and the reason is, the simple reason is, because there are many reasons, but the simple reason is because then I'm forcing, I'm, I'm taking away the landlord's rights. I'm taking away the neighbor's rights. Now, if somebody goes and buys a house and they're a criminal, they buy a house, the next door neighbor can't say, well, how do you let him buy a house? He's allowed to buy a house. You want to move, you can move. But I can't force a tenant, a landlord to take a criminal. That's, that, that, that's just a flaw in logic. And you have similar thing with quotas. You know, uh, you have similar thing with health care where Democrats believe, a lot of Democrats believe a person has a right to health care. I do not accept that. And that's the same concept, not exactly the same. Now, maybe you want to tell me, listen, we have to have government programs to, to, to give people health care who are very poor. That's fine. But you want to tell me every American has a right to health care because they have a right to basically force doctors to treat this patient. You want to raise money, that's different. But in other words, I can go and force a doctor to treat a patient for free. That makes no sense because then I'm basically infringing on the doctor's rights. The doctor has the freedom to charge for his services. You can't tell the doctor, well, then you have to do it for free. Imagine telling all the restaurants, listen, you've got to feed homeless people. You've got to feed hungry people for free, poor people for free and not make any money. It doesn't make any sense, but they have a right. But you understand when that right is then removing my rights, when I'm saying, listen, I'm forcing you to give them food or give them health care or, or, or rent them your apartment, now you're infringing on my rights. So who says you have a right to say the other guy's rights come before my rights? That becomes the discussion. So in this case, the criminal says, well, I, I want to live here. And the landlord says, well, I don't want to rent it to you because you're a criminal. The, the the criminal doesn't have a right. Now, the criminal, you tell me, well, the criminal is going to be homeless. Okay, then you can have a homeless. Well, let's say a person can't afford an apartment. Let's say a person can't afford it, right? So we don't force the landlord to do it for free, at least in a normal society. Instead, we say, all right, if you can't afford it, we're going to find you a homeless shelter or the government will have a program or something. You want to have a government program to put these people somewhere else, that's fine. But to force a, a landlord, you have to take this tenant. I don't care that he's a criminal because, hey, the criminal needs somewhere to live. Well, you have no right to infringe on the landlord's right because the criminal needs somewhere to live. By the way, under Biden, illegals are 11 times more likely to be given a tracking device than to be detained. So we have now catch and release 2.0, 11 times more likely. And I have to check. I don't know if the tracking device, I don't know if it's an ankle bracelet. Even if it is, it's bogus. They are not tracking these people. They're not finding these people. These people are never returning. There's like 95% of people who are supposed to come back for asylum hearings do not come back for their final hearing. What a shock. I mean, why would they come back? They just slip into society and basically never get caught or go years without getting caught. So 11 times more likely to be given a tracking device than to be detained. So 
its catch and release on steroids. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez is being investigated by the House Ethics Committee. You got to love this. And by the way, this this is a Democrat House committee. This is led by Democrats. This is an investigation. It was just publicized, but it's been going on for months. So this is not like the it's not like with Trump where it's 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 a deep state conspiracy. This is actually a real legit investigation. But come on, AOC, Ocasio, you think she really committed ethics violations? I mean, is she's such a conscientious citizen? She's such such an upstanding citizen. I mean, you know, the the socialist Ocasio, she has no hidden agenda. The one who prevented Amazon from moving to New York, from opening a massive, massive headquarters in New York, increasing property values all over New York, and she stopped that because she didn't want it to, you know, she didn't want her low income constituents to not be able to afford a house. Uh, even though they would have gotten great jobs. Uh, and remember, Ocasio's former chief of staff allegedly funneled $1 million of campaign funds into his own private business. A million dollars. Nobody's ever gotten to the bottom of that. But come on. Why would we think that Ocasio committed any ethics violations? So we will keep an eye. No details about that. So we'll have to wait and see. And by the way, i got to point out that now we're going to get to the Twitter files in a moment. But they are now targeting Elon Musk. You now have criminal investigations. They're investigating Elon Musk to see if he did any kind of stock fraud or any kind of business fraud or uh, there are other other things they're investigating. Once again, searching for crimes. They don't have a crime. It's a person in search of a crime. But I want to make the following point is now Elon Musk is a target. They're trying to weaponize the justice system against Elon Musk. Now, Elon Musk is not even a conservative. He's a threat to them. But why is he a threat? My, I'm making a point here. My point is that all those people who say to me, it's Trump. Yeah, you're right. They're always targeting Trump. They're always, you know, the 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 Russia hoax. And now they had this bogus, these this bogus conviction of the Trump organization uh, claiming that they were guilty of tax fraud. Somebody would like get a ride in a limo or get the tuition paid by the company and uh, and not reported as in as income for taxable purposes for tax purposes. And uh, they got indicted for that. And there's 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 thousands of companies, tens of thousands of companies that are guilty of that that don't get. Targeted. I mean, meanwhile, you have New York City. They're they're letting criminals walk free, uh, you know, and, and and Letitia James, New York State. But they're targeting, busy targeting the Trump organization. But my point is that it's not Trump. They're doing the same thing to Elon Musk. People say, well, it's Trump because of his nasty tweets, and it's Trump because Trump is a racist and he's a bully, and you know he, he's dangerous. January sixth. Well, Elon Musk didn't do January sixth. Elon Musk doesn't send out nasty tweets. So my point is that those people who say to me, oh, yeah, they're only targeting the DOJ and the justice system and these prosecutors, they're only targeting Trump, but they're they're, they're not targeting other Republicans. It's not they're not doing this to people who are threats. Right. That's supposed to be the claim. And uh, Elon Musk is is a threat. Elon Musk, but he's not conservative and he doesn't do nasty tweets and into January 6th and insurrections and all the other stuff. Uh, and uh, why are they targeting Elon Musk? The reason is because he wa- he likes free speech. He's pro free he's pro free speech, and the Democrats can't stand a guy who's pro free speech like Elon Musk because he's going to literally turn the media. You know, the media has been basically a, a, a PR stunt for the Democrats. The media has been like a PR mouthpiece for the Democrats, and Twitter has done their bidding and, and censoring all the stories they don't like and censoring conservatives and all of that. So. Um, now that Elon Musk is a major threat, they're weaponizing the justice system against him, but without all the Trump baggage. So they do it to anybody. They perceive Trump as a threat. But those people who say, well, it's only Trump because Trump brings it on himself. Trump doesn't bring it on himself. He maybe does, maybe doesn't, but Elon Musk does not. 
So they're going to get you. They, if you threaten them, they're going to get you. I'm not talking about establishment Republicans. I'm not talking about Marco Rubio, who, you know, doesn't go past a certain line and isn't he's he, he doesn't agree with the Democrats, but he's not a threat the way Trump is, the way Elon Musk is. All right. Jim Baker. This is a bombshell. Former FBI lawyer Jim Baker. We've quoted him on this show many times because he was embedded. He was immersed and steeped in the whole Russia hoax scandal. He was he was very intimately involved with the Mueller probe and Spygate and uh, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. So Jim Baker, he helped Jim Comey and Bob Mueller carry out the Russia hoax. He's the same lawyer who helped censor the Hunter Biden story. I was not aware of this. Nobody was until the Twitter files have been released by Musk. And he's the same lawyer who was actually vetting the Twitter files before they were released to the media by Elon Musk to these two reporters, uh, Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss. By the way, these both of these reporters, these are not conservatives by any stretch of the imagination. Matt Taibbi, he's a liberal. B- Barry Weiss, she's a very liberal reporter. And uh, she actually quit the New York Times a couple of years ago, was fired. I believe she quit. She either quit or was fired. But she was at odds with the New York Times because she didn't like a lot of the censorship and anti-Semitism that they were engaged in. Barry Weiss is Jewish, Jewish, but she's she's a big liberal. And yet she has has been the one releasing all this dirt on Twitter, uh, thanks to Elon Musk. But this story is being ignored by the mainstream media. The man who worked. Do you believe this? The man who worked for the FBI under Comey and designed, architected the Russia hoax. He then went to Twitter. So you see the connection there between the FBI and Twitter, and he censored the Hunter Biden laptop. They weren't even sure. Believe it or not, even the executives at Twitter, there were some, the woke executives in Twitter, some of them said, listen, we cannot uh, uh, censor the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. Like, how do we know that it's fake? We don't know that it's real, but we don't know. By the way, now at this point, it's been authenticated by everybody under the sun. But at the time, they, they claimed it was Russia disinformation. So even the executives at Twitter were debating this internally. That's how egregious it is because there was no evidence whatsoever that it was from Russia. Just the FBI basically asked Twitter to censor the story. Yes, the FBI. And then Jim Baker, who was there working for Twitter, and he's a lawyer, he says, oh, yeah, I think that we should censor this thing. And he's clearly a Democrat leftist operative. Then somehow, and I don't even understand this part, he was, I looked all over to try to figure out, get to the bottom of this, but he was helping Elon Musk decide which documents should be released to the media to expose the Twitter files, the scandal. And uh, you can't make this stuff up. The same man. I mean, you talk about the deep state, the same man behind the Russia hoax and then behind censoring the Hunter Biden laptop. And then somehow he gets himself in the middle of Elon Musk uh, and, and he's vetting which papers, which documents to release about the the Hunter Biden scandal and all the other, you know, Twitter shadow banning. There's a lot of blockbusters, bombshells that are coming out of these Twitter files about all the shadow banning that t- Twitter did against conservatives, against libs of TikTok, Dan Bongino, many other conservatives for no reason. These people, they did nothing wrong to violate any Twitter policies, but Twitter shut them down. And we were conspiracy theorists and we claimed that Twitter was shadow banning and banning conservatives, even though the conservatives didn't violate the policies and lying about it. They, they told us we're crazy. They told us we don't, it's a deep state conspiracy theory. Twitter is not colluding with the Democrats to silence conservatives. But of course, now it's all being exposed, but there's no apology, no retraction. Now, all the conspiracy theories that we believe in are being proven true. And then Jim Baker is somehow involved in all these things until Elon Musk. And and it's amazing because the way this actually came out, that Jim Baker was involved, I guess Elon Musk was not aware of his background because anyone who follows this stuff knows that, you know, Jim Baker was involved in all these things, these conspiracies against Trump. And he's a very, very partisan operative and he's a deep state operative. So literally Barry Weiss, this liberal reporter from The Times, she heard when she's getting the files released, they're talking about Jim and how Jim is a lawyer 
who's helping them decide which files to release. And she says, Jim, oh, really? He's a lawyer. What's his last name? There's a lot of lawyers named Jim, I would think, in America. And they say Jim Baker. And she says her draw, her jaw hit the floor. Her jaw hit the floor because, are you kidding me? The same lawyer? It's unbelievable. And, and the FBI literally, we're going to read you in a moment. We now have confirmation that the FBI asked Twitter. Mark Zuckerberg said it about Facebook, but the FBI actually told Twitter there's going to be Russian disinformation. It's going to involve Hunter Biden. Don't report it. Amazing how Twitter actually, how the FBI actually told, and this is under Trump. Remember that because Trump was president. October 2020, the FBI told Twitter, do not publish the Hunter Biden laptop story because it's Russian disinformation. But there's no conspiracy, no collusion here between the, the, the deep state, the FBI and the DOJ and the media controlling which stories are released and which stories are not. It, it, it really it's it's this is just chilling stuff. So let me quote you here. So the Twitter files, again, you know, it, it, it's really exposing. Thank thank you, Elon Musk. Elon Musk, the lone voice here um, who's, who, who says it's time to expose you know, all the corruption and all the things that Twitter has done to silence conservatives and to promote Democrats and leftists and their agenda while banning and silencing conservatives and literally conspiring to remove Trump from the presidency, rigging the election, everything else. So let me read you here a quote and we'll try to go into all you know more details here as they as they emerge in the next few days and weeks. But here's a quote from Jonathan Turley t- discussing, you know, Twitter banning the Hunter laptop quote. And John Turley, Turley, Turley is a Republican lawyer, you know, pretty pro-Trump. Uh, quote, the Bidens had long – but fair. He's fair. The Bidens had long been accused of influence peddling, nepotism, other forms of corruption. Moreover, the campaign was not denying that the laptop was Hunter Biden's and key emails could be confirmed from other the other parties involved. And, and, and that includes Tony Bobulinski. I'm going to interject here. However, at the request of the Biden team and Democrat operatives, Twitter moved to block the story. It even suspended – those who tried to share the allegations with others, including the White House press secretary, Kayleigh McEnany, who was suspended for linking to the scandal on Twitter. Even inside Twitter, the move raised serious concerns over the company serving as a censor for the Biden campaign. Global comms Brandon Borman, who asked if the company could truthfully claim uh, that this is part of the policy for barring posts and suspending users, Baker quickly jumped in. Jim Baker quickly jumped in to support the censorship and said, it's reasonable for us to assume that they may have been hacked and that caution is warranted. Keep in mind, there was never any evidence that the material was hacked. Moreover, there was no evidence of Russian involvement in the laptop. Indeed, U.S. Intel quickly rejected the Russian disinformation claim. However, Baker insisted there was a reasonable assumption that Russians were behind another major scandal faced with a major scandal implicating Biden in the corrupt selling of access to foreign figures. Uh, Baker's natural default was to kill the story and stop others from sharing the allegations, end quote. So literally, uh, there was no evidence whatsoever it was Russian disinformation. Even Twitter executives had misgivings and said, this is not a good idea. We can't just go and, and be an arm, a wing of the Biden campaign. But Jim Baker magically was in the right place at the right time, former FBI lawyer, very close with James Comey, very close with Bob Mueller, and protecting, saving the day, protecting Biden and preventing the Hunter laptop scandal from being exposed. Now we have a signed document from Yoel Roth. Yoel Roth is a former Twitter executive. We told you about him, I believe, last time. And he says the FBI warned Twitter. He said this in a signed deposition. The FBI warned Twitter of a hack and leak operation involving Hunter Biden. The FBI basically told Twitter to bury the story, claiming it was disinformation. Yoel Roth says 
that this is a signed deposition. This is in response. What happened is the Republicans have filed documents with the FEC, with the Federal Elections Commission, uh, basically saying that Twitter, it's considered a campaign contribution. That, that's the Republicans are claiming, the RNC. They're saying that this was an unreported campaign contribution because Twitter gave the Biden, and I don't know what the rules are, but it makes sense to me. Twitter gave the Biden campaign this incredible gift of of of, of wrongly censoring the Hunter laptop story. So therefore, the Republicans you know, basically want this to be ruled as a as a campaign finance violation. So in response, and they want basically to get Twitter in trouble. So Yoel Roth now, I guess he's protecting Twitter because he was there for years. He now resigned or was fired by Elon Musk or resigned in protest or whatever. But he's the former head of site of integrity for, for Twitter. And he, in a signed declaration, a signed letter to the FEC – which happened a while ago, but but uh, I guess this letter, but it's only been exposed now, I guess, thanks to Elon Musk. Um, he said, quote, I was told in meetings with Intel officials that material obtained through hacking attacks would likely be disseminated on social media, including Twitter. I also learned in the meetings that there were rumors that a hack and leak operation would involve Hunter Biden. So literally, literally, Yoel Roth, in a signed affidavit or deposition or whatever, he says, yeah, the FBI warned us that there's going to be Russian disinformation involving Hunter Biden. So make sure, which the whole thing was bogus. The whole thing was made up. The FBI literally censored the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. It's unbelievable. And nobody, nobody's getting fired at the FBI. Nobody, we don't even know who these people were. Nobody's you know, getting sued or getting uh, charged with any crimes. They colluded with, 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 with Twitter, Facebook, Google, the FBI to make sure to bury this extremely, extremely scandalous story. I mean, you're talking maybe the biggest political scandal in U.S. history. The son of the vice president for years uh, under Obama when Biden was vice president. The son of Joe Biden is flying around with him on Air Force Two, going to China, bringing in billions of dollars, uh, going to Ukraine, sitting on the Burisma board, going to Russia, bringing in millions of dollars from Russians. I mean, the influence that uh, these foreign governments were gaining into uh, into Biden through the, the, the Biden crime family. Through Hunter and, th- and and Joe Biden's giving him rides and uh, Joe Biden is firing the prosecutor who's investigating Burisma in Ukraine. And oh, by the way, Hunter Biden sits on the board of Burisma. And, oh, by the way, Hunter Biden was asked, hey, do you think you would have gotten the job? You don't know anything about energy. Burisma is an energy company. That's true. You don't know anything about finance, but you're sitting at, at, like the head of one of these huge finance companies getting billions of dollars in investment money from China. Isn't that a little strange? Would you have gotten that if your name wasn't Biden? No, pro- he said prob- probably not. And he admitted that. All right. Another bombshell. Uh, someone who worked for the EcoHealth, uh, not just someone, but a top researcher who worked for EcoHealth Alliance has put out this book called The Truth About Wuhan. And he uncovers, he exposes the incredible cover up here that the, 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 the Wuhan virus, the COVID virus leaked from the lab saying America, America knew that something like this was very likely. And, and, and they knew how unsafe the laboratory conditions were. And they knew about the gain of function research and they were involved. And it's amazing how Nobody's picked up this story. This book is published by Simon and Schuster. They're a very mainstream publishing house. It's not booked in some kind of like you know uh, right wing. It's not published by Newsmax. Okay, it's not. It's not published by Sean Hannity. This is a very very uh, mainstream publishing house. And um, the the, the Eco Health Alliance. Remember, they're the nonprofit. Remember, Fauci doesn't give money to China directly to do gain of function research. 
China gives the money. Remember, they promised. Remember how Fauci said, oh, they promised they weren't supposed to do it. We had no way, of course, of confirming that, of validating that. So for all we know, China used the money for gain-of-function research, but we made them promise not to when we gave them this grant. It's, it's, it's just it's, – it's, it's, it's madness. I mean it's lunacy. It's ludicrous that they, they give China all this money. But So the money doesn't go directly to China from Fauci. It goes – it gets funneled through EcoHealth Alliance, through an American – the grant goes to the American uh, um, nonprofit – and then they do the lab work in conjunction with China. And it seems, by the way, the pretense, the excuse why – because America knew that China was developing all these viruses, these dangerous viruses. And the excuse was something like they wanted to spy on China. They wanted to keep tabs on China. So therefore, they were involved. Therefore, we funded it. American taxpayers funded. Literally, this is documented, funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab through EcoHealth Alliance. But, you know, we needed to we needed to spy on China, so it was the only way. So we let them – literally store these extremely dangerous, deadly viruses in this very unsafe lab. And we know it was unsafe because when American, an American team of investigators under Obama went and, and, and basically you know, looked at the lab, inspected the lab, and came back and said to Obama, this is a, a, a very dangerous pandemic leak waiting to happen. So in this book, The Truth About Wuhan, um, this uh, Andrew Huff, Andrew Huff, this top researcher, at EcoHealth Alliance, uh, he says COVID was a man-made virus that leaked from the lab. And he says that the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and he he blames U.S. authorities for the biggest U.S. intelligence failure since 9-11. Essentially, he says, number one, as I said, COVID leaked out of the lab, which, again, nobody's surprised by that at this point. It's the most likely scenario. Even even Fauci, this is what's amazing, even Fauci, even Biden, any any of the people who are trying to cover up the um, you know, the fact that it leaked out of a lab, they don't say Oh, please, this is conspiracy theory. This is crazy. Uh, of course, it came out of a bat. They realize, you know, the proof that they because they're never going to come out and say it outright. But they say, I'm open to that possibility. When Fauci says he's open to that possibility, which he's been denying, which remember, they there were emails Fauci trying to to bury the story and to cover it up back in 2020 and saying this is very dangerous and calling it. What did he call it? Bells and whistles, something like that. He called it a shiny, uh, a shiny silver, something shiny object or something, try, trying to like mock it and make fun of it and. And dismiss it as like, oh, please, Trump, that crazy lab leak theory. Well, now Fauci and all the Democrats are saying, you know what? It's a possibility. I'll give you that. I don't believe it, but it's certainly possible. That's the equivalent of them saying, of course, it leaked out of a lab. Are you crazy? What other thing could have happened? Look at the look at the facts. It's it's very clear. That's the equivalent of what he's doing. So and and uh, and according to this book, Fauci covered this up. Huff is an epidemiologist. He says that the pandemic in this book was the result of the U.S. government's funding of coronavirus research in China. He says China's gain-of-function experiments were carried out with very weak security, lacks security in the lab. And he says over the last two years, there's increasing evidence. No, I'm sorry. He doesn't say this, but everyone knows this, that there's increasing evidence that the virus leaked out of a lab. And here's the, here's the best example. Because the head of the WHO, okay, the WHO, they, they, they literally conspired with China to – to, to, to cover this thing up in the early days of the, of the pandemic, right? So believe it or not, Tedros uh, Ghebreyesus, the head of the WHO, he told the European politician that he feared that the virus escaped from the lab in a catastrophic accident which took place in 2019. That's this year. Earlier this year, there was a report in the Daily Mail that the head of the WHO, the man who literally has been helping China cover it, remember they sent that bogus team of investigators to investigate. And then they basically were told by Chinese authorities, by the Chinese communists, 
who are responsible for COVID, they said they were told, listen, you know, it didn't leak out of a lab. You have to trust us. Can we investigate? No, you're not allowed to investigate. Just just look here and here and here, a few places, token token places, and then go home. And then they put out a report saying, oh, yeah, China's absolved. It, it didn't leak out of the lab. And it was a totally bogus report. And it was rejected. It was rejected by even the U.N. Well, now the head of the WHO, this Gabriasis, he, he actually, according to this report, told the European politician, oh, yeah, the virus leaked out of a lab. So all roads lead to the virus leaking out of a lab. This is not even a surprise. And yet the media has been totally, totally ignoring this bombshell book, which nobody's even disputing. And, and of course, there's been no punishment to China. Biden has a conversation several hours with President Xi at some summit. They don't even bring up COVID. It's 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 beyond disgraceful. And what has China learned? You can get away with this. This was a test. I truly believe that this was a test and they wanted to see what kind of response would happen. No, no response, no consequences. Who knows, you know, what 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 other things they're capable of? I'm not trying to be an alarmist over here or get people frightened. But like, how can you not be? I mean, how can if you just if anyone with half a brain could figure out it's in, it was in China's best interest. This has given them more control. Now there are protests, so there is some backlash. But don't worry, they'll manage to suppress it. And, um, you know, this, this ruined the U.S. economy for a long time. This got Trump out of office. This caused a lot of chaos. Chaos benefits China, lets them spread their tentacles even further throughout the world. Uh, and, and they got richer while the rest of us suffered. They, 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 they recovered their economy much quicker than than any other country. Uh, the Pentagon has lost track of $2.1 trillion. You cannot make this stuff up. The, the Pentagon has lost track of 61% of its military assets. Uh, this is unbelievable. On November 15th, the Pentagon revealed it had failed another audit. Uh, th- there's been a bunch, by the way, a bunch of audits that they have failed. They cannot pass their audits. The Defense Department only managed to account for 39% of its $3.5 trillion in assets, $2.1 trillion unaccounted. They can't find it. $2.1 trillion. That is half the United States budget for a year, basically. And the United States budget for a year is is very inflated to begin with. I, I, I We can't even fathom. I, I'm pretty sure like in like 20 lifetimes, you cannot count. If you try to account to a trillion, I, I think you, you, even if you count like one a second, one, two, three, four, five, I, I believe, I don't know, check me on this, but... You can never get to a trillion. These numbers are mind-boggling. They're staggering numbers. They're 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 beyond human comprehension. Um, and it seems that, according to some story that I read here, the Defense Department, which by the way is the only U.S. government agency to have never passed a comprehensive audit, they're very bad at estimating the cost of weapons programs. You think? And it's not estimating. It's it's the kickbacks and uh, all the corruption. Come on. I mean, you know, we have these these deals that we have with outside contractors, Boeing. And some of these other outside government contracted companies, and we spend billions and billions of dollars. Remember when Trump and he got the first thing he did when he was in office, took office in 2017, is uh, he stopped the contract. There was a contract for some new like version of Air Force One, and Trump said this is way, way, way overpriced, and, and that kind of stuff just happens all the time. The, the, everything gets inflated, and then all these people, there's kickbacks, and then people just pocket a lot of the money. And, it, it, and, and there's no oversight. Well, the, the Defense Department, the only U.S. government agency to have never passed a comprehensive audit. And I used to be in favor of the Defense Department. I still am. I'm pro-military. But look at all the, the billions that are going to Ukraine unaccounted for. A lot of that money's ending up in the pockets of these defense contractors and everything else. So there's a ton of corruption in the military. Look at the, the billions of dollars in weapons that was left in Afghanistan for the Taliban. I mean, the, the, and, and that was Biden's fault. I don't blame the military for that. But like, 
it, it just shows you the kind of things that happen. I, I mean, it, like the military, there's a ton of corruption and a ton of waste. And yeah, I'm pro-military, but there's got to come a point where, like, I'm sorry, like you, you got to figure out how to how to do things, you know, less expensively and not and not lose track of two trillion dollars. And uh, all right, I guess that's going to be a lot more, but we're going to have to leave it till next time. That's going to do it for today. And we will see you next time.